Hey, welcome back to High Note, or welcome to High Note, depending on if you've ever listened before. Uh, I'm Andrew Patterson, and my guest today is Jason Rivera. He's a co-worker of mine. He works with me at Avenue and 32. Uh, he's a really cool guy, uh, super good tattooer, and also not an asshole. So, uh, that is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, before I actually get into I have a list of questions and stuff I want to ask him and talk about. But before I get into that... I started telling him a story earlier, and then I cut myself off because I thought it might be cool for here. Um, we were leaving the, uh, not a story so much, but we were leaving the uh, the aquarium in Dallas yesterday, and they had these fucking like open top aquariums on the outside where you can see really cool fish, like exotic fish and all that, and there's no way of locking them or covering them at night, and there's homeless people fucking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, put, yeah. I put together a nice. few different ideas. <laughs> But mostly, like, if you were homeless, how you would handle it. I mean, I, I was pretending it was me, but uh, you could definitely have, like, some fucking mahi-mahi or whatever and, like, have a gourmet, like, back alley. Probably. Yeah, like, have a, <laughs> a grill. Yeah, a little fish fry in the <laughs> barrel. But, uh, no, I just thought that was funny, and I would bring it up. And it's weird that I, like, now when I'm thinking about random shit throughout the day, instead of going, oh, that's funny, and saying it or whatever, I'm like, hold on, that might that might work for the podcast. And I don't think I need to do that. Like, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but, um, it gives it a little bit of uh, life, you know, yeah. you just get a little life. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's fun. I don't know. But this whole, this thing for me, like a lot of people have asked, so I'm going to tell you and everybody here, all four people listening. Um, you got four people. <laughs> no, not yet. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it'll be you. So far they've gotten way more than four listens each, but, okay. um, the, the idea of this podcast for me is not formatted, not really like each guest, I kind of tailor it for them so far. And it's like when I did one with Sean, we just talked about weed. He used to sell weed. He's also like super, well, not super Christian, but he's very involved in the church or mm-hmm. was for a while. And like, it's pretty easy to frame stuff around him for you. Obviously it's going to be mostly tattooing. Mm-hmm. So like, we'll start with what advice do you have for a new tattoo or somebody that's looking into getting into tattooing or somebody that just started either way. Just know it's hard. There's <laughs> just just be ready for yeah, it's, it's different for everybody uh like uh how would i say that <laughs> i mean you can say it in spanish <laughs> do not take it personal basically any advice any yeah. critiques yeah now yeah. that is that's great advice yeah that's like if i had to give one piece of advice mine would probably be don't fucking listen to old school tattooers that tell you to take out the trash and not do anything mm-hmm. like that's, but as far as like, if you're trying to get your foot in the door, there's better ways getting tattooed is my primary. Like yeah. that's my advice. Um, and you always, you have to earn it. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not an easy thing. You have to earn it no matter who's your teacher. Some of them are hard. Some of them are more easy. You and, know, it's, even if you get an easy teacher and they teach you everything, yeah. you're still not going to get to the point you want to be without, some fucking challenges. Yep. So like those moments when you're freaking the fuck out and going, dude, uh, uh, yeah. I want to cry. Cause I can't cut a big Try towel. Not to cry. <laughs> Don't cry. <laughs> but no, for real, like it, it is such a hard endeavor. And it's like, if you don't know what you're getting into, it's going to suck. And if you don't, if you're not ready for somebody to tell you, Hey, that's not how you do that. This is how you do that. Yep. And you suck. You're going to, it's going to be harder. If yep. you go in knowing, like you said, just go in knowing it's hard. O- It'll o- be easier. Open mind. Yeah. Always. Um, what so far what's been your best tattooing day ever like your best day not like your best personal day but your best day in tattooing like you finish usually when i'm stressed (laughs) i can tattoo really good you just tattoo so what you're saying is like as you're 
uh, as the owner of the shop you work at. I was going to say your boss, and I try mm -hmm. not to use the word boss, which makes now I sound like a douche saying I try not to say nah. boss. But uh, as your boss, I should just like piss you off more, like maybe steal some shit out of your house so your bills are behind, <laughs> <laughs> like go break in at night, <laughs> fucking be like, ah, you got a new TV, I'm taking it. Um, yeah, sometimes that's the same for me, and then sometimes, wow, that got echoey that way. So mm -hmm. talking, we're learning about podcasting here, guys. Um, for me, sometimes it is, ex like, it's like that. And then, uh, man, one of my favorite tattoos I ever did, it's an owl on uh, one of my clients that pretty much lets me do whatever. And it was probably one of the worst days of my life, except for that tattoo. Yeah. So that's, sometimes that's the case. And that's that leads to the, like, mental illness shit mm -hmm. I was talking about. But I, uh, I, I did do that Friday the 13 one I did the other day, and that was fun. Were you stressed the fuck out? I was stressed, yeah. Doing that type of tattoo just it was a lot, and I got it done, so. And I mean, it, like, okay, so for you, does tattooing make you less stressed? I mean, during, obviously, you kind of lose yourself, but do you feel better afterwards? Is that part of your, yes. do you think that's part yes. of what motivates you? Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be fun for people to hear like, okay, so what I got to do, <laughs> basically I got to really fuck up all my shit. Uh, but for real, like it's, it's weird. And then sometimes like a really good smooth day, I have the mm -hmm. same thing. And I like when I have the client that I'm excited to tattoo cause they're fun. Yes. Like I did one on Sean the other day. Sean's getting mentioned way too much in this. I'm going to have to charge him a pen for a name, <laughs> but I did one on Sean the other day. It was super fun. And it was like knowing I'm getting underpaid a little bit because I told him, Hey, somebody canceled. I need you today. This is the price. Usually it would be this. You know that. And like yeah, you knowing to, it's going to somebody I want to tattoo makes that better. Yeah, and I get to, to do whatever what I want. want. Yeah. So, so like the money had no, nothing mm -hmm. to do with it. It was one of those days where it's like, man, it was probably top 10 favorite times I've had tattooing that, that I can remember. I mean, I'm sure there's been some cooler days, but it was pretty fun. And then mm -hmm. we did a podcast. So yeah. that's fun too. Uh, weirdest client. I wrote that one down. That's always a fun oh, one. Oh man. Let's see. <laughs> When I first started, I had to do this uh, tram stamp on an older gentleman. <laughs> Wait, on a, on a dude? Yes. All right, cool. And that one was, it was so weird that I was like, is this what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my career? <laughs> is this going to be my new career? Yeah. That, that's been by far the, the weirdest one I've done. It, but now I can, you know, look back at it and be like, man, that was. What it's was funny. it though? Was That's it the funny. like uh, USMC? Oh, okay. So it's not. Yeah. I mean, it's just like when you're going in doing like. Was it a bet? I don't know. When I was in Wichita Falls, we, uh, okay. Sorry about that little cut there, but the heater kicked on and made a bunch of noise. But I was just telling him when I was in Wichita Falls, uh, I was working with Gerald, uh, the guy that owns Design Master, Gerald Langley, and we we had a couple of airmen come in and they had a bet going the night before. One's last name was Locke, the other's last name was Key. Uh, Locke got a key on his ass and key got a lock on his ass and Gerald just did the pricing for me saved me a lot of work but like I was super I feel like a fucking actor now like repeating the thing I just told you but I was super duper excited about the price until I had to shave the dude's ass and then I was no longer <laughs> excited about that at all um, it's never fun shaving did, some other guy's ass and that's one thing I didn't really think about when like other people, when they have apprentices, I'm pretty sure they shit like that. I'm not shaving an ass ever again of having an apprentice, right? Yep. And maybe I should step my game up. I need to get an apprentice and make him shave some ass. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, tattoo inspirations. It doesn't have to be a tattoo artist. It could be Bob Ross, 
but like Bob who, Ross. Bob definitely. Ross. Yes. <laughs> but yes, who that's... and what inspires you? Ever since I was a kid, um, I watched Bob Ross. Bob Ross is my guy. And it, no matter what, you know, I do. I know he does a different medium, but it still inspires me, and I, I watch him all the time. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'll still it, rewatch. It's so calming. His voice. And it used to make me mad when I was younger. I was like, man, I can't do what he's doing. Now I can kind of. I still can't do it, but I can kind of get it. I can, I can do it-ish. Yeah. But yeah, like people like Bob Ross, like it's weird. Uh, if you ask like a, you know, highbrow artist of some sort or mm -hmm. whatever, they might be like, well, that's not, you know, it's fucking good art. It looks like what it's supposed to. He does it in such an effortless way. It's fun to watch. And yes. then he makes it his voice. Like you said, he's got that calming, like smooth. Man. Like, I, I, it's good to go to sleep to some Bob Ross. I just hope it doesn't make me, like, eventually have, like, a weird Bob Ross fetish where I gotta, like, put a wig on Brandy or anything. But <laughs> other than that, it seems great. No, other artists, uh, I take a lot from a lot of different artists. I don't really have a specific one that I, you know, that's my guy, you know. Yeah. I, I, there's just a lot of stuff from different ones. This little from here, you know, from there. It's just, that's how I I basically think about stuff. I don't I don't have, like, a... A hero. Right, not like one go-to. Yeah. yeah, I have like, I know, I've noticed I mentioned Nico a lot. And there's people that like, I can tell they had a huge influence on like different parts of my career. But the thing that's funny about Nico, mm -hmm. I was doing color realism. And Nico was like one of five guys doing it yep. when I was doing it. And now I'm doing, well, one of them at that level. Obviously, there were tons of people like me trying. And now that I'm doing black and gray, it still seems like he has a lot to do with how I got like... I don't know where I'm at. Like mm -hmm. I look at his work a lot and uh, it doesn't, it's not the same work. It's just like, if you ever feel like you need to put yourself in your place, you can go look at Nico's work and, yeah. or Alex Sorsa. Humble yourself. Dude. Down. Yeah. Like, and those, I really like, did you see the thing Nico posted a couple weeks ago about Photoshopping and all the editing I stuff? Did not. Dude, it was great. So he posted a picture of the Joker he did. Okay. And this is about the time I said I wanted to do a color Joker. And I was like, fuck Nico just did one. <laughs> like I can't now, but it was the Joaquin Phoenix Joker uh super huge on a upper arm and he posted a picture of it like straightforward how like the best picture he could get yeah. and then he posted uh i think he posted three but he posted one with like a polarized lens and a little bit of editing and all that and he was like telling people hey this is how i usually present my tattoos this is how some people present their tattoos and this is how some people think and like, okay, people like me, I, I think you should just shoot the picture and post it. Mm -hmm. But I also get with Nico, he understands he's not faking shit. He's just making the image look better. I just think everybody's ego is going to take over. And they'll be like, I'm not faking this while they're yeah. drawing lines yeah, on top of it. Straight yeah. line right here. Yeah, this line I fucked up. I'm not faking it. <laughs> if I did it again, I could have done that. And that's where it gets dangerous to me. And he basically brought up the topic, like, what do you think? what's right and wrong and watching the comments was fucking crazy because there's people in there defending editing then there's people saying if you're defending editing you're a piece of shit then there's people saying if you don't edit you're a piece of shit and i don't really understand any of those inputs like my personal input is i like people to come see a tattoo like i like people to come get a tattoo mm -hmm. and see something in person that is as good or better than what i posted online yes so all ethics and honesty aside like that's still it's kind of nice to present yourself as good as you can get with an iPhone X or as good as you can get with a regular camera or whatever you do, mm -hmm. not as good as you can get with that plus Photoshop because that's going to be a little different. Yeah. So even if you're not calling, which I call that super dishonest and fucked up, but even if you don't, it doesn't really matter. And that's where the like, we've talked about this a lot, 
posting a black and white picture if it's all bloody seems to be the go like that works yeah it's like okay black and white nobody thinks it's it looks, just so you can see it better yeah basically. just so you don't get the distraction yeah. of the blood or the irritation yeah but i got dude i get way too weird about that and like tattoo safety and talking about stuff i always feel like i'm like extra judgy so then mm -hmm. i have to go look at how i'm doing it and be like i didn't <laughs> I, I didn't pull the red out of that one did i um and it's real weird i start like turning it against myself somehow <laughs> But, uh, okay, where are we? I wrote down food and cooking just because you're into that shit. I, I do like you to could... cook. <laughs> you're, you're really food, good at cooking. Food, um, let me see. I prefer Asian food. Kobe's, or wait, Kudos? Yeah, Kudo. Kudos. It's Kudo now. That's we got to fucking make go. sure people know where to go. <laughs> um, Italian, anything pasta I like doing. I actually ate some good lasagna yesterday. That was good. And, um... Mostly Asian and Italian and Puerto Rican because I'm Puerto Rican. You know, right. I, I like that seasoning and that food. And then as far as cooking, like I know you can cook pretty much anything, but what's your favorite thing to cook? Is it Puerto Rican food or is it other stuff that you're out of your box a little bit? Basically, and desserts. I like doing desserts. <laughs> I've noticed. You know, I can do some good <laughs> cheesecakes. So. The cheesecake, what are those little things called? The little bread? Like it's a... Uh, like uh, quesitos. Those are those real are fucking good. Stuff. Those like... Right now, I'm trying to do this no sugar thing for a week just to see if I, and it's like, man, if you showed up with one of those, I'd be like, you know what? I actually would prefer to die of diabetes, I think. It sounds good. <laughs> but that's one, um, I'm supposed to have Nicole come in here soon and do two short ones uh, that'll be posted at different times, but we told you about the DM thing, right? On the list of stuff I wrote for her, I mentioned like the whole dad bod thing and all that because she's super into fitness. And the more I think about that, the more I want to lose a little bit of weight just because I feel like people are worshiping fat people right now. And I just don't <laughs> like, I don't want to be any part of that because it's so unhealthy. Like my gut is like, I don't know, but either way, the no sugar thing, I think is going to last one week and then I will go back to my exact terrible old habits, but uh -huh. I'll know I can do it. And well, that's, I'd be bringing donuts all the time. So donuts are good, dude. Uh, was it Saturday? Yeah. Saturday night. Uh, I think I only ate like three. I think I ate two at the shop and then one at home. I don't think I did too bad. But the next night, when you would think they'd be a little too stale, uh -huh. I had an edible. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how many donuts. I they Dude, so I good. fucked those donuts up. <laughs> uh, it got pretty bad. So, yeah, donuts at home when you're a stoner, bad. If anybody needs advice on how to properly use weed, uh, don't use weed and donuts. Uh, I don't know. I probably was... I was probably at a stoplight or high when I wrote this, but tattooers that, sorry, tattooers that think there's only one way to do it. Like, you know, the people that, Oh man, <laughs> I hate those people. I know. And it's like, I'm always trying not to be one. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's so like all these things make me like the things I see in other tattooers. Mm -hmm. I try to make sure I don't see myself, which makes me abnormally paranoid. And then I'm like, am I a douche every fucking day? I <laughs> see the thing about tattooers is we are artists. There shouldn't be just one rule to mm -hmm. do something. I think there should be any rules except to keep people from dying. Mm -hmm. Like the safety, obviously we need rules. Yep. Um, but like the facing in and out thing, I've talked to so many people about like, okay, on a chest, you do a lion, it always looks better facing in. Yep. I've done one exception. Um, but on a leg, sometimes there's some shit that like on a thigh, it usually looks weird looking backwards, but on a calf, sometimes there's a situation where you got like a knight and yeah. the, the whole piece just works better. Or the, uh, the outer forearm is always fun for me, or mm. wait, is inner forearm. I've always positioned them facing out 
or forward, depending on how you're looking at it, mm -hmm. because I don't want to see a big wad of hair on the front of your arm. I want to see the, the nose okay. if I had to pick. So that's like technically a rule breaker. And until you look at today, now you ask people, they're like, oh yeah, that's the exception. That's the one. It's okay. Yeah. But you ask them two, three, four years ago, that same person would be like, no, in, inward only. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that's an example yeah, that's of why how, rules don't That's how I work. was taught, you know, they have to look uh, in. But would you get in trouble? Like, cause I mean, Rocky's really cool, but uh, he, I feel like he would just be like, hey, this is what I recommend, right? Yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah. He, was, he was always a, he was a really good mentor. Yeah. I, uh, out of everybody in Lawton that's like in the tattoo world, that's, I don't know. He's one of my favorite people to talk mm -hmm. to. He's very, he's very fun. One time, uh, I can't remember who the guest artist was, but we had a guest artist and uh, Rocky swung by and he dropped off a book for me. Just like, I had donated something real small, like a hundred dollar gift card to something he put on. And he's like, well, man, I wanted to show thanks and give you this. I found this laying around. It was like, it was an old catalog, like a, I think it was like a national catalog mm -hmm. and, uh, like a tattoo time magazine or something, some cool shit that's like hard to find. And I was like, dude, you're a fucking saint. And then yep. he told me a story for about 15 minutes about some crazy shit involving a five gallon bucket and scraping <laughs> scabs up. And I was like, oh, statute of limitations on that is definitely up. It was like a hundred years ago. Yeah, he but, was definitely old school. Yeah, but he was talking about back, like, I think he said Kansas or somewhere, but back before it was legal in Oklahoma, mm -hmm. like a long time ago, some, not something he did, something he saw somebody doing. And he was like, even at that time, you know, it was like, I, I may be way off, but I feel like it was like 70s or 80s. Mm -hmm. He was saying even at that time, like that was considered fucking disgusting. They might not have been wearing gloves yet, but they knew not to do that. Yeah. And they knew like diseases are a thing and all that. I mean, it was, it was fun. Um, so we kind of already covered Photoshopping tattoos. That's on here. Um, how do you, this one's like for clients. Okay. Like I actually think we should all make videos, not just put it in the middle of a podcast. But how do you recommend somebody goes about making sure they actually get the best possible tattoo and not like pissing off their artist or not giving their artist too much leeway to where they don't get what they want? Like, how do you find that? Be clear with what you want designed and work with the artist, you know? Uh, let us do our thing, basically. Don't try to micromanage yeah. everything in that. And, and try not to make it super busy <laughs> yeah don't put 30 things in it please man <laughs> the one time that worked out is when i had you design a lettering tattoo for me. <laughs> the only time. and that guy like he knew too i told i was like man like this shit is so busy i don't think i'm gonna be. and he was like that's cool if you can just get like two or three things in there and then somehow you got them all in there mm -hmm. i tattooed it good teamwork yeah, okay. it, it was fun yeah i liked it but thing. it was like that's how many times have you seen a tattoo with like six seven eight different items that was artistically sound like where you look at it and you're like oh that's pretty good it's so rare yeah it's rare like back pieces or something maybe if like there's somebody wearing like a skull necklace holding a dagger you know you could like throw some shit in there but well most of these uh tattoos that people want you know they want it on their arm on their damn hand <laughs> oh, <let laughs> I love it when they want this on the finger on you know <laughs> did i tell you about the lady that wanted uh i can't remember how many words but it was you know, more than six words. I mm -hmm. remember that. It was more than six words wrapping around one finger. Mm -mm. Uh, she was really cool. She just didn't get it. And she thought that I was saying I can't tattoo it. Which, I mean, technically, yeah, that much I can't. But it's on a finger. It's not going to stay no matter yeah, what I do. It's going to blow like, out. I was like, dude, no matter what I do, it's not going to look good. And we're talking about, you know, a, a small ring finger. Mm -hmm. I think it was seven, maybe eight words. So let's just say they're all three-letter words. That's still impossible. Yep. It's just not going to fit. 
So I was trying to like demonstrate with a printer, like, hey, look, this is how small my printer can do it. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a machine yeah. and I'm a person. Mm-hmm. And she got really weird about it and <laughs> posted some fun stuff on Instagram. And then everything was cool after that. She just figured out nobody can do it and everything was fine. That's just the thing, you know, uh, we want to give you the best tattoo possible. Right. <laughs> yeah, none of us are trying to fuck yeah. your shit up. <laughs> like, I don't know any tattoo artist that's like, I know she wants that badass skull thing mm-hmm. that she asked for, but I want to do it real fucked up and I'm going to put three eye sockets <laughs> in it. Like, no, people, like all of us, we want our work to look best. Yeah. The problem is when you have, if you go to an artist that their opinion is so far off of your opinion on what looks good, mm-hmm. you got to find that middle ground or find a different artist. And yeah. I've tried to explain to people, I'm not offended if you say Sarah's work is more my style. I, I like what you do. Yeah. But I think Sarah, I send people to Sarah so much when they're like, yeah. hey, I want this huge flowing girly thing. Like, And that's the thing. You should, as an artist, as a tattoo artist, you shouldn't be offended. Yeah. It's you should a, know your weaknesses. You know? Right. And I have so many. And one lettering's one of them. Yeah. It's just <laughs> fucking lettering all day. As long as you, you know, try to improve yourself. Yeah. And that's what I, what I do. And I, I'm, you do the same thing from what mm-hmm. I can tell. And a lot of people do work on different, like do your one thing you're best at. And then occasionally on your body, you go, Hey, let me throw in this thing that I'm not good at. Yeah. And then eventually you're good at it. And honestly, I feel like I'm on a technical side. I feel like I can do almost all things consistently. It's just like some design things just don't work for me. And my brain doesn't mm-hmm. work the way that your brain works or the way that Sarah's brain works or Megan's like way off. There. Yeah. We have our different, uh, mindset, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but like the way that I see the same thing, like it's fun working with Megan because like we'll have the same goal, mm-hmm. we'll achieve it two completely different ways, and the client would like either. But sometimes like somebody's viewpoint being almost like we like the opposite. Like occasionally we'll agree on like Alex sources one we both nope. like, um, but when you put something me versus Megan and and what we like, it's like. The things that I hate about a tattoo, she also hates. But the things that we love are not the same. True. Um, <laughs> so, like, that's why we want to do that collab where it's like she does like the cartoony fun side, which she's good at realism. But I feel mm-hmm. like that would be a good combo. But like, I do a black and gray realism lower half of a face, and she does that upper half. Um, and I, I can't wait till we find somebody to do that on. So, if you happen to be listening and you want to tattoo by me and Megan at the same time, uh, hit me up. Anyway, I also wrote down the only part. Well. There's two parts that aren't exciting, but uh, depression and mental illness in art, artists, tattooing especially. I'm going to start with how, what percentage of people do you think in art are like suffer from some level of depression that's not normal? Like it's more than half. Yeah, more than half. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. Usually most of the artists that I've read or heard about, they have some type of mental illness forever like yeah. yeah back to like the renaissance and like, maybe that's just how we get so good in art yeah i don't know and my my theory on it is like sometimes what drives you might be a little mental illness or whatever but also that's our coping mechanism and the more you need to cope the mm-hmm. better you perform sometimes which yep. is sad but at the same time it's like we offer service that gives us a thing to make us feel worthwhile and i know and i i know you feel the same way when you see somebody freaking out about their tattoo in the mirror, it's yes. like, it's it's like you sent five kids to college yes. and you didn't know them. It's it just, makes my day. Yeah, it's so good. And it's such a small thing. But um, with that, like, for me, I've always kind of used work as an outlet, uh, no matter what the work was. When I found tattooing, I was like, oh, dude, that's a good outlet. And 
it's weird because if you tell somebody, hey, I'm super fucking depressed like most of the time unless mm-hmm. I'm with my kids and they're playing or I'm doing this or I'm doing that and I live my dream job, I get paid in cash, I f- have so much fun all the time and I get yep. to travel, and they're like, oh, okay, cool. And that's like, I feel like that's, when I was a kid, I thought depression was you just looking at it and going, oh man, this sucks and having a bad viewpoint or not knowing how to spin it or whatever. And then I realized half the shit I was doing to make myself like look happy was making it worse and I was lying to myself. Yeah. And tattooing is the fucking coolest shit ever. And while I'm tattooing, I'm genuinely happy unless I'm tattooing my brother and he's moving and I'm not. <laughs> but, uh, oh, it just, uh, like I lose myself in a tattoo when I'm depressed or something mm-hmm. like that because everybody gets depressed. Yeah, no matter it, who it is. It's so, it's like the, I don't know, I'm not at all knocking the people that are constantly uh, uplifting and fucking happy. I think we need those people. Mm-hmm. But I always like, I just, I'm like, man, I want to know if that's real. Because yeah. I know somebody's going to have a thing where every time I've seen them, they've legitimately been happy. But that doesn't mean that they're that way all the time. It just means every time I've seen them, I got lucky. Yeah. Like, I don't think we're supposed to have this weird, like, one across the board, we're always happy or we're always sad or like, like nobody's Eeyore and nobody's fucking... Winnie the Pooh, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you're gonna have, well, Winnie the Pooh's bummed out sometimes. That was a bad example. That is true. Nobody's, who's the happiest motherfucking cartoon character ever? Tweety Bird, I guess? Tweety Bird. <laughs> but the, you get my point, it doesn't fucking matter. But the, I don't know, man, like the whole tattooing around a bunch of people that are like, I see a thing where it's almost like, there's a, there's almost a, a positive spin on like oh yeah you're fucked up in the head and it's a good thing and then we tell like oh he's crazy and then people want to be crazy and Mm -hmm. that makes you crazy there's this weird balance yeah and i think what it comes down to is most of us don't fucking talk like about any issues we try to get it all out through the machine and it doesn't all come out that way Uh, yeah and another reason to do a podcast like i know i'm not a fucking psychiatrist but uh, I might run into a person that comes on the podcast that can be my psychiatrist for free. <laughs> we do, like at least myself. I have a lot of people that I've tattooed, and they just talk to me. They just dumb and on you. They here, feel yeah. way better mm-hmm. about it, and, and that I, helps too. You yeah, know? Just, and I mean, the, I've only had two or three clients that put some stuff on me that was like, "Oh shit, how am I supposed to go home and mm-hmm. be cool today?" Usually, that's not a burden. Like, I think people, the ones that don't tell you, and I'm not at all trying to encourage every single client to be like, hey, I have this problem, this problem. Yeah. yeah we don't need that. But if if you don't go to therapy, or if you do, and you need a different outlook, and you talk to your tattoo artist, I feel like it's pretty helpful. Like, yeah. I had one session with Ty when he was doing one of my portraits that was like, usually it's just we joke and talk about tattoos, and then he tattoos me, and then I say how bad it hurts, and then I give him way too much money, <laughs> and then if I get lucky sometimes he feeds me blueberry cobbler or whatever but what one time but for real like one session it was like legit therapy like I was talking to him about some fucked up shit that was going on and the whole time I was like fuck this is weird because I do this I've never like people do this to me all the time Mm -hmm. and then I realized I shouldn't feel bad because people do that to him all the time probably more because he's doing at the time I was doing two three hour tattoos he was doing seven to ten hour tattoos oh yeah you definitely hear some stuff yeah the longer you tattoo one person Mm -hmm. like consecutively I thought it would be the longer like I thought for a long time it was like the more times I've tattooed you the more comfortable you get what Mm -hmm. I'm finding now is if I tattoo you for seven hours by hour six and a half you don't give a fuck you're just telling me all kinds of weird shit I've had more fucked up, creepy confessions like where I'm like, dude, you should not trust me with your secrets. <laughs> the cops might come in here in a couple minutes and be like, hey, did he say anything fishy? And I'll be like, uh, 
I would like to speak to my attorney. I get, I, I don't do pressure well, but the fact that this is riddled, like this, this art form is riddled with mental illness. I almost, I, I know it sounds silly. I almost see it as a good thing because it's like we found a thing and we're still we here. We have our outlet. And, and it's basically. a big group of people that have an outlet. And yeah. I'm noticing more tattooers talking to each other about different things and being less, there's less of a tough guy mentality, less mm -hmm. of a like a, like, man, I remember somebody asked me a question that he thought I was going to think he wasn't like a real man because he had some kind of like weird thought about not making enough money. It was like something stupid. Like, and I was like, dude, why would you worry about that? And he's like, oh. <laughs> and it's, we all think that way, though. I, I have yeah. had that thing forever. I'm like, I can't talk to anybody about anything. They need to think I'm fucking perfect. And then I realize more and more every day. First off, if you just follow me on Instagram, you'll know I'm not perfect. I post crazy weird shit all the fucking time. <laughs> I asked everybody what they thought about Trump today. That was fucking cool. Um, but that's another, the Trump thing. Did you see that yet? Like, did you yeah, see? I did Okay, see I haven't it. posted. <laughs> I haven't posted all the responses, or I don't even know if I've posted any. But... The ones I've seen so far, uh, it's either fuck that dude, he's a piece of shit, racist, mm -hmm. all this, or I love everything about him, he's perfect. And then there's the occasional one that like, I don't like his policies, but he's okay. Or I, he's, I don't like him, but his policies are okay. But if you look on the internet, the whole country seems super divided. Oh yeah. And if you talk to people in person, it's not that bad. I think it's sad how all uh, the country is divided because of one person. It's right. But it's, no sense. it's like everybody's got their weird opinion yeah. about it. But if you talk to people in person, and I don't, I think this is partially people are, uh, I'm going to say a little bit fake, um, in person, a little Definitely. bit more fake in yeah. person, but I've mm. noticed people that'll say some shit on the internet won't say it in person. Mm -hmm. Um, nobody's, I haven't heard anybody say anything on either side as extreme in person as what's on the internet. And then I'm supposed to share all this and I'm like, should I censor where they said <laughs> motherfucking piece of shit? Or like, like this is my professional page. What should I not like, should I leave that one out? But, um, I think most people probably, if you got them alone and you didn't, they couldn't get any credit for saying some shit out loud mm -hmm. on the internet. I think most people would be pretty neutral on almost everything. Like most people are agreeable. They'll be like, okay, so yeah, he might be a little bit of a dickhead and here's a thing he did that's good and this one's bad and this one's good. And it's like, what president have we had where the country was this fucked up and crazy though? Mm. Do you think it's just cause he's on Twitter? Maybe. <laughs> cause like, imagine if you gave like, I don't know, who was, who was the one that they, it was before they called it meth, but they had to shoot him up with meth all the time to go give speeches. We had a president that was like getting shot up with, all kinds of drugs. Hmm. Can't remember. Anyway, let's just say you give any motherfucker in the history of time Twitter before, like if they just had never seen Twitter, yep. <laughs> they'd lose their shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, you can tell everybody all at once and you don't mm -hmm. have your people screening it. Where like, I think that's another thing. We've always been sheltered from what the presidents actually think until the last... Really, I think Trump's the first one that's like tweeting constantly. But oh, like yeah. Obama was on the internet and... And he had the ability to, if he wanted to, type something, put it out there, everybody sees it. But I'm pretty sure he was real smart about it and was like, all right, so you guys run this. I'm gonna tell you to make a post. <laughs> We're gonna slow it down. He was really whatever. But like, I've noticed that people that like Trump seem to like that he doesn't seem as fake or doesn't seem fake at all. Mm -hmm. I don't fucking care. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, never... if like Obama was being professional and, and now we got a guy that's not, that's acting crazy, but. I've never got why people get so bent out of shape out of one individual 
for it of any position like like if it was mayor we wouldn't give a fuck right that's that affects you Probably and me not, yeah. like stan booker i think is our current mayor i'm not positive and i live here but it's maybe <laughs> us we don't we don't really care about that we care about art. <laughs> We're over here yeah. like, we live in our own world. Yeah. Maybe that's all it is. But like when I posted that, I didn't think it would be that extreme and it was pretty <laughs> funny. Um, all right, so religion. I just wrote religion. I don't fucking know what I'm gonna ask you about religion, but like uh, I kind of, I feel like I know at this point like how you think and feel and believe to mm -hmm. some extent. Were you were raised Catholic? Catholic, a little bit like Roman Catholic. Were you guys like super every Sunday mm -hmm. extreme with that, or like uh, just it was a little? When I was a kid, so mm -hmm. I don't really remember too much, but I'm assuming every Sunday. <laughs> right, like, just but normal, not like yeah. over the top. Like, like no. if you wanted to watch a movie, it, it wasn't super strict. Or mm -hmm. okay, cool. Um, that was one thing. Uh, I don't know. I the last couple of years, like I've noticed people think that I'm crazy for not talking to my kids about like not not telling them that I know certain shit. Like, uh, did I tell you about the, the guy that died on Gore that we were like, he had a motorcycle wreck and I was taking the kids to eat and they saw the police. They didn't see the body, luckily, but I did and I freaked out a little bit. No, you didn't tell me. Well, Brylan's first question was like, is he gonna go to heaven? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, that's a really, like, yeah. first off, I love that you're <laughs> concerned about that. Like, that's really sweet. She was like six and I was like, I don't know. And she's like, well, if, if he was a good person, he would, right? And I was like, I don't. I actually don't know. I don't know anything yeah. at all about that. I don't, I don't think I could tell you. And I was talking to one of my clients about that and it, it, I think they were cool with it, but it sounded like I was supposed to say something. Like they thought I had like, like I was supposed to say, yes, of course, everybody, like anybody that's not a bad guy or whatever. And I don't fucking know. Like yeah, nobody knows. I, yeah, I know. What. I, and I, I don't know. I hate the, like the solid, like this is what's happening attitude on anything. Tattooing, religion, probably mm -hmm. politics. I don't know. I don't pay attention music where you're like how do you not like this it's like shut the fuck up dude i just don't it's not my fault like have you ever tried to like slayer or something i mean you might like slayer but like a band that's just not your thing like tried to like it because somebody kept telling you you should like it because yeah. when i was a kid i tried metallica out real hard didn't like it no nah, i don't i don't i don't like peer pressure so yeah, like, me either you know what? i'm not gonna do it at all now I don't like peer pressure, but I do like peer pressuring people into trying weed. Right. Because that, that's, it seems productive. <laughs> you should try this. You should it try, be better on weed. try some weed. <laughs> you, you like donuts? Try weed and then donuts. Even though I do do a lot of peer pressure with donuts and, and stuff. <laughs> I, I just think, want you guys to know that. I don't think that counts, though. Like, that's not pressure. That's like, hey, here's some food I'm trying to show you. I care about everybody here, and this is how I speak. That's your... Yeah. As, as the, the author of some stupid book says, that's your love language. Um, I had somebody mention, like, I posted the thing... Instagram that asked me a question shit is so fun. I posted <laughs> the thing... Now I'm just going to start using it for podcast material. But... Uh, about like how do you show your affection or something and somebody said my love languages are this this and that okay. and i went and took the test they were talking about i've never read the book but i took the test they were talking about to see if it was the same as like a couple years ago when my wife asked me to do it okay. and i looked and i was like yeah and it's not true at all i don't show people like i don't it asks you questions about how you like to have affection shown to you which mm -hmm. is not how i show affection <laughs> like i don't assume brandy wants me to give her a couple hours to relax and say that tattoo looked cool because she doesn't fucking tattoo and yeah. she has a couple hours to relax <laughs> like at the end of the day once the kids go to bed uh now we kind of have a thing but usually she would be watching tv when i get home and chilling and then that's it and it's like there's i don't know how much time she gets but that's her time and then mm -hmm. my time now is with the plants 
But everybody needs that for sure. If anybody out there wants to fucking know about how to not lose your mind, grow some motherfucking weed, put it in a grinder, give it the old, put it in a, like a raw paper. That way you don't get some kind of lung issues and then light the end on fire and suck through the other end and inhale deep. Unlike our previous president Clinton until you are so high, you don't know your name. And then tomorrow (laughs) will be a good day. I promise. And if it's not, Try indica. Start with indica because sativa usually that's where the paranoia comes in. Yep. Which, uh, dude, one of the funniest things, Eddie uh, showed up and he had some samples. Like they're they're allowed to do this. I don't think I'm saying anything mm. illegal. That, but uh, he came by with some samples and he was like, "You like sativas, right?" And he like remembered that usually I prefer sativa until bedtime. And I thought that was like super. Cool. It sounds so weird, but that that's my love language. Remember the weed I like. <laughs> Be like, dog, you like that forbidden fruit after 9 o'clock? All right, here you go. Um, I wrote Lawton on here. Not sure why I wrote any of this, to be honest with you, but Lawton's fucking wild, and I think it gets a bad rap. Um, you've lived here... At, how long have you lived here? A while, right? Ten yeah, years? it's been ten years. Okay. A little bit more than that. I just studied. <laughs> I got to do my tattoo apprenticeship here. and Just stayed. I like it. it yeah. It's not really... It's not good. It's not bad. You know, it's for me, it's in the middle. Yeah. I stay neutral on it. And like, I do a thing now where I look at different stuff and I, I'll drive around, uh, and, and look at what's changed and what I, I realize I fucking have a thing where I don't see half the town because I've seen it a thousand times. So it's mm-hmm. not new. So now I try to pay more attention because everybody talks so much shit. I'm trying to like, look to see like what they're talking about. It's gotten weirdly violent in times and we've had some issues but i think most towns that are this size have exactly the same things we have going on like of course i don't think there's any difference between here and a population of a hundred thousand in i don't know kentucky or wherever Mm -hmm. i mean people are going to talk different eat different amounts of mac and cheese but we have good ass restaurants here that's mac and cheese dude you keep sending me fucking mac and cheese videos (laughs) like uh one you sent me the other day i almost didn't i think i just liked it and didn't even say anything i think i was I was close to not even liking it. Just <laughs> like, fuck you, man. I don't even want that shit. It looks I look so at a lot good. of food stuff. Oh, so just so if you guys want to know. <laughs> food porn. A lot. Is the hashtag food porn forbidden on Facebook yet? Or could you use hashtags uh-huh. on Facebook? How's that yeah, work? Okay. I'll have to check. Because I feel like the word porn is getting probably forbidden in a lot of places. Probably. Um, anyway, I, I don't know. Like, the whole area of Lawton is, is not that bad. Um, there's weird shit. I thought that the legalization of weed would make everybody cooler. And I haven't noticed any changes except for now. A lot of vacant buildings are no longer vacant because they're dispensaries. Yep. And that's uh, so many of them. Dude, too now. When, when I was getting this building, I was talking to Bill about it. Uh, the realtor I went through and he, he goes, so you want it for uh, a dispensary or like something to grow the weed in? And I was like, no, it's a tattoo shop. And he goes for weed. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? He goes, I'm sorry. Every single person I've seen in the last 20 days has been open in a dispensary and they have the same zoning restrictions as you and uh, all this. And I was like, no, it's cool. I'm just, I'm not opening one. And then I had Anna in here painting and I didn't tell her what it was for, but mm-hmm. I assumed she could kind of assume it's a tattoo studio and she was helping me with paint. And then she asked me what I was doing and I was like, oh, you know, a little of this. Like, I was just messing with her and she legitimately <laughs> thought I was open in a dispensary too. But uh, actually, when I went to pay the rent this morning, uh, Matt, the the guy that runs the one next to 
Avenue. Okay. Uh, he was in the office, and I was talking to him for a minute, and we kind of had the everybody open a dispensary conversation. <laughs> like, Man. so many fucking dispensaries. Um, I wonder if that's that truck is gonna. That truck just made the fucking podcast. I'm pretty sure. Probably. Fucking lot and people with their loud ass trucks. Um, so rules and tattooing. We kind of went into rules when we were talking about other shit. Uh, conventions and how to progress without them. Uh, so. I think working at a convention helps me in a number of ways. Like I see other people I'm inspired yep. or, or fucking, I don't know if inspired is the right word. I get more competitive sometimes. Depends on the person. Um, I'm like, oh, that motherfucker sucked two years ago. He's catching me. Like, <laughs> so it, you don't even have to be like super good to inspire me in a way. Like you could inspire me by being less shitty than you were last time I saw mm-hmm. you. Um, or by being greater or by being the same, depending on who you are. But that's one thing. Seeing other tattoo artists, talking to other tattoo artists, like networking and all that. It's cool, but everybody always talks about how they, like, you know, they go to the party afterwards, they exchange cards and all that shit, and, like, at that seminar, Gunner was talking about that. I've never been to a party. I don't do it either. I'm too was, tired. Sometimes I'm afraid I'm not going to get invited back to, like, the like the Harvest Moon <laughs> one. I was like, this, these motherfuckers better have me back. That was my favorite convention ever. But, like, I didn't go to any of the parties. I just, I did eat the free food. Mm-hmm. Like, and that they brought me so much shit. It was so cool. I like that one. But, uh, like, I got invited to a few different things. And I was like, no. And it, I think most people expect me to bullshit them and be like, yeah, I'll, I'll try to make it. And like, I don't want to be an asshole and tell you I might be there if I yeah. know I'm not coming. So I was like, no, the kids are here. So I'm just going to like tattoo, go eat, do the thing with the kids. And then like same when we went to the one that was at that casino in Shawnee. Like, oh, what? It's fucking good fried pickles. Yeah. Tattoo, eat, watch a movie, go to bed. That's it. Yeah. That's, like... Mm. I'm I'm usually tired, and yeah. that, so I just want to go to bed. Really. Well, maybe you should start intermittent fasting for conventions, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, or like microdosing for conventions or something. I don't know. But uh, the the people that are there that just go for it the whole weekend, like there was one dude there that was drunk as fuck. Like you remember who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I don't want to name drop when I'm talking mm-hmm. shit. But like he he fucking did a beautiful tattoo while drunk as fuck. But um, some like, people can do that. Those guys that party hard the whole fucking time, I'm always like, I don't understand how you do that. Yeah. But I go, I go with the intention of learning and maybe picking up a couple guest spots and cool spots. And it, like the reason I do guest spots has drastically changed over the last couple of years. I used to just do them like, okay, this guy's really good at tattooing. I don't care where he's at. I want to learn from him. Now I get tattooed for that reason, and I go to guest spots because they're close to the beach mm-hmm. or or somewhere I want to be. They're fun to do. Yeah. You learn from all those other orders there at that shop. You know, it's it's all about learning, basically. Well, if you at least for me, if you go to a convention and you meet like I don't know five or six people that own a shop that can have you out for a guest spot, and do you think you're going to learn more off those guest spots than the convention? Because I feel like it's close. Sometimes I learn yeah, a lot close. of the show. Uh, some artists don't like you to watch them. Well, they'll tattoo them, you know. They'll, they'll start getting yeah. that shoulder. You know, like. I see that going away slowly. It's still a thing, but I. I see less of it now, but I also pay way less attention to people now. Like yeah. I, I people watch at Walmart when I watch the methods by Brett and shit. <laughs> like that's my jam. But I don't really like when I go to a convention. I try to watch what they're doing, and if they're like that, then I just grab their card and walk off. And I, what I need to start doing is putting one like cards of people that are a little weird in the left pocket, and like people I want to meet in the Every right little, pocket. Little special card system, uh, or like put a card in a sticker. If like have like a little yellow sticker I put on the fucking assholes or something, <laughs> but I mean the guys that are really good sometimes are like that, and some of them it's probably not like 
we assume, or I don't know about we, I assume they're an asshole when they don't want you to know what they're doing. Maybe mm -hmm. they're self-conscious. Maybe yeah, they maybe. they could think like I do and be like, dude, I'm, fucking, I'm just guessing at this shit. I don't want this guy. Because <laughs> um, that's a thing. Like, I think all of us, if, I think the people that seem the most cocky are the most self-conscious. And the people that seem the most self-conscious are probably neutral. If mm -hmm. I, like, um, like, I remember meeting a few different tattooers and talking to him and being like, dude, this guy thinks he sucks. Like, like he, and he's amazing. Um, and then you get people like, uh, Freddie Corbin, the guy that did that one. He's just cool as fuck open with all his information. And I asked him, I was like, Hey, you've been tattooing a long time. And I know I've seen a documentary about you and you said it was hard for you to get into it. And he was like, yeah, he just, but like I, once I did, the guy just left me alone to tattoo. Yeah. And he's kind of like, he's not self-taught. He had apprenticeships and all that, but he had, a series of apprenticeships and he went through phases where he was self-taught and he was just <laughs> tattooing walk-ins and uh it was really cool hearing his story but the point is he would be the first person i would expect by his like age the style of tattooing he does the people he's been around to be like no these are all secrets and he is the most open like no dude like this is what i did here this is what i did here he doesn't charge very much he's very humble and cool and uh we talked about edibles a little bit and he was like you ever take so much of that, like you eat like so many brownies or something that it's like a LSD experience. And I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know, but the other day, <laughs> no, but like, uh, the other, not at that time, but the other day I, I ate too much weed and I saw my thoughts in pictures being flicked like this, like fucking slid. Up. It was weird. That's, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Every time I closed my eyes, I could see a picture of a thought and then it would just slide. <laughs> um, which that, that's almost, uh, like I would say that's almost borderline psychedelic, mm -hmm. like at that point. Like if you're, like whatever you'd call a psychedelic, I feel like if you eat enough weed, it's pushing it. So now what I wanna do is eat twice as much and like lock myself in the bathroom with the lights off and like try to take a nap in the bath or something weird. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's good. Put some music, it'd be good. Some, some re how do you say reggaeton? Reggaeton? Yeah, reggaeton. Reggaeton, reggaeton. I can't, I'm getting good at rolling my R's, but I'm not good at rolling them in the right place. I just roll, I just, I just go, just go the whole go. time. It's just, I don't know where to fucking roll at, but I'm rolling that bitch. Um, anyway, like if you had to pick a different thing, uh, different way to learn than seminars and conventions and guest spots, like what, what do you think people can do to get better at tattooing besides those things? Cause that's what I know. Like that's, I go get tattooed. I go to a convention, I go to a seminar. Sometimes we'll download a fucking thing from somebody that sucks at making I like, videos. Um, what Guy Atchison is doing with his page. Mm -hmm. uh, not so much that video we watched. Yeah. You know, that was pretty bad. <laughs> that was bad filmmaking. But but the the stuff where he posts like the little how to's and Yeah, like his DVDs yeah. and all that. He actually goes in there and ex explains while he's doing it so you know that helps for me i'm a visual person yeah so that's how i learn let's say and i mean i'm not saying i'm the person to do it but let's say so you wanted to help make people a, like a platform where they could use it just for learning like kind of how he's done with is tattoo smarts russ abbott and then guy atchison's is uh what is it oh fuck what is it called tattoo education i think yes, yeah tattoo, yes, education. tattoo education yeah so if somebody like both of those guys started at different times, but mm -hmm. it's been a while. They've both yep. been doing it for a minute. If somebody were to start today, what do you think would be different? Like how, how could a person do it? And again, I'm not fucking touching that shit. I don't think I'm good enough to try to teach at that level, but like 
I feel like there would be a thing where you could do like a YouTube video. Like I watch a lot of YouTube videos of these guys tattooing on there. You know, I, some stuff I'm like, mm, I don't want to try that. And others I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Well, know. you remember when they, it, it used to just be DVDs and people would just basically, they would film it and then they would talk over it. And I mean, you could do that mm -hmm. in like iMovie now. Yeah. If you did that and you did little sections of like, you know, 10, 15 minutes of this, explaining with a voiceover and then like a written article how Guy Atchison does it, like you could couple those two things together. Yeah. I feel like there's got to be something else though. Like, because seminars only work to some extent and I've, I've seen the thing where people do like a live tattoo at a seminar and that probably helps. But I mean, that shit that uh, Andres Acosta was saying, like half of it went over my head and the other half I was like, oh, I'm so glad I remember that from mm -hmm. five years ago when I was reading about color theory. Like, and I'm over here doing black and gray and still writing so many yep. fucking just all mm -hmm. the notes. But, but it's good to know. Yeah, you know, it's, it's good yeah, to know. It's never going to hurt. And also it's not like, I, I don't think... I don't think I'm smart enough to predict whether or not black and gray will be around forever. So I don't want to put all my eggs in that basket. Like I don't want to just be good at one thing. I do want to mostly be good at one thing. I just yeah. want to have like, if, if black and gray stops being popular, I want to be able to do whatever the next thing is. And that's why I try so many things. But, uh, that's the only way to do it and to get better. Basically, if you don't try, <laughs> if you just stay in your yeah, shop and look at the fucking there. wall. <laughs> well, and that's, I know a few people that they only work one convention a year and they don't work with a lot of other artists and they still somehow progress. And mm -hmm. I always wonder, like, is that because you're doing the same thing over and over so much that you still find little things or is that something I'm missing? Cause I'm constantly trying to figure out a way to fucking whatever the next step is in my career to get to it. Yep. And you've seen me download way too many fucking seminars that are like two, $300 and not worth it. Not worth it at all. But do you think somebody eventually like, okay, how about this? Who do you think could put one out where everybody could benefit? Cause like guy, even though his style is mostly like biomech and shit, everybody can benefit from the way he tattoos yeah. and it, it makes you even if you're not going to apply that technique where he like outlines of the five mag or whatever, it makes you think about how you do it. Mm -hmm. And then when you're pulling a line or you're using a five mag, you go, Oh, I could do a little harder. Yeah. So um, like, I'm trying to think of a person that if they did it, it would be like Matt Jordan does a little bit of stuff with like seminars at his shop in uh, New Zealand. And I feel like those would probably be the best seminars. I would say a seminar that has all your basics, but improved not just oh that's how you do a line yeah. and all that you know just make it interesting yeah i feel like most tattooers could honestly i'm right probably all of us could improve just by having somebody explain to us how they see it on the basics mm -hmm. and go back to basics with everything yeah and that thing i talked about where like and i still think we should do it um that involved renting a cabin where we kind of go i think something like that would be cool some kind of retreat i think uh I don't know. I think if you got the right person, though, they could make a new, like, Guy Atchison type thing that's a little more modern and yep. and maybe somebody that's new and hungry. Because, like, his stuff still holds up. Like, it'll you'll still learn shit for sure every time. Even if you've seen all his stuff, you'll still learn on each one. Mm -hmm. But I think there's got to be somebody out there that wants to and can put together something that, like, everybody can benefit. Like, even the top tier people. Yep. So if you're out there. Yeah, if if for some reason, like, I don't know, fucking uh, Alex Sorsa, we'll name drop that dude five times. If for some reason somebody that's very well-rounded like Matt Jordan wants to fly to Dallas, Texas <laughs> and do a fucking seminar, that's cool. But 
do you think there's like a level of going to too many seminars where you can like overload your brain? Cause I, I feel like yes. I've done that. Yes. Have you ever got to that point of like, you tried to take on too many new things and it just didn't help. Mm-mm. It just made my, <laughs> my work not look as good as it should been. Cause before you try, I started you're doing trying three different new strategies yeah. for one thing or what. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I know, um, I know some tattooers that just tattoo in one spot. Don't fucking change anything. And mm-hmm. it just still keeps getting better. But usually what I see is they do that and it stays exactly the same for fucking ever. And like, there's also probably some tattooers that think that's fine or that it is fine. I mean, I say, think that like I'm judging them. Like you got to get better every day yeah, for me. That's what it's about. But if you're providing a service that people like and your work is exactly the same for 30 years straight that's and people it want be. it, yeah. that's fine, I guess. Um, me, I'm always trying to improve no matter what. I still have a lot to learn. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm, I'm at a point where I don't know what the next thing, like I know you, a few years ago, I would look at something and I would go, okay, I know I want to learn how to make the eyes better. I know mm-hmm. I want to make the nose better. I know I need to get my blacks blacker. I know I need to get my blend smoother. All the things now, I feel like I know how to control them. And it's more of like a patience thing or it's a, uh, I need to figure out how to design this with a little more balance thing or something. But I, it's a little harder to pinpoint the next thing that I need to be working on. Yep. And that's another thing, like you said earlier, learn to take criticism. Don't fucking freak out. I feel no, like... Those, those forms that people have where they post their work and, and go, yo, uh, what could I do better? If, if they were done right, would be cool. But like uh, one of our friends uh, posted a picture of one not too long ago and everybody's talking shit about the design. He was like, I'm, I was just asking like what I could do better in this part. Yeah. And everybody attacked it and didn't help at all. And I'm trying to figure out just across the board like how we could get people to to do a good critique where it's not like, remember at the seminar Gunner was critiquing portfolios and I don't know what he was saying or anything, but like where you go, here's what I've done. Mm-hmm. Help me make it better. I think you're a good tattooer. I think we should figure out a way to do that with tattooers and, and non-tattooers. Like, so it's like, okay, I need an outsider's point of view. That's not going to tell me about the technical shit. They're not going to say, Oh, the fucking like that little whip shade thing doesn't work there. Okay. They're going to say overall, I like it, but I think like the nose is a little weird or the it's too dark or you know criticize make it so both of us can learn something basically but how are we gonna (laughs) yeah you know for that person (laughs) what not to do right and for us you know kind of what to do maybe if maybe if you did a video and i not you i'm saying like whoever this magical person is i'm going to talk and do the seminar shit maybe do a video where you go over like even your own tattoos you could critique your own tattoos and be like here's what I was doing after the fact, like, this could be better here, this could be better here. I don't know. I'm just saying somebody, eh, eventually we got to figure out a way to to step this shit up even more. Because, like, Mm -hmm. there's people tattooing, like, when you go to conventions and you see shit that looks like a legitimate printer stamped it on there, I'm like, holy (laughs) fuck. And then, come on, man. Fucking get a muffler. Uh, People are going to love the the commentary about the whole <laughs> car driving by. It's like least, least high quality least podcast. Got, uh, amb- ambulance. Ambulance. Um, you got anything else you want to talk about? Throw some tattooer or non-tattooer shit out there. There's literally no plans on this thing. For me, basically, try to learn. Leave your ego at the door. Try. Yeah. <laughs> try. try. I'm over here. I'm like, I'm trying to leave my ego at the door. It's not working. But yeah, that's, I mean, I think every tattooer or person, and the other thing is I keep saying tattooers and talking about tattooers, like all, 
most of that shit applies to any craft or art yeah. or even a job that's not an art. Like, even if you're a fucking loan officer at a bank, you could probably learn a little bit to make yourself a better look. Yeah, There's always fucking, something to learn. Do you think those guys have seminars where they're like, all right, so whenever you're trying to approve or deny a loan... <laughs> Like, those would be so fucking boring to go to, but I bet because it, it's <laughs> so different from what I'm used to, I bet I would like it anyway. Go in there and be like, all right, so they said that you try to upsell that interest or some shit, and then you flip it, and then I don't know what that means, but then you got to put your thing down like Missy Elliott said. <laughs> um, anyway, I think that's enough for a fucking episode, um, and I know this isn't the actual commercial I get paid for, but for real... As a person that doesn't know shit about audio engineering or how to produce a podcast or anything, if you're interested in doing a podcast, check out Anchor. It's really cool. It's anchor.fm. And I don't think, I think somebody at Anchor needs to teach me how to get rid of that sound or we got to build an actual thing mm -hmm. in here. But other than that, uh, Anchor is really fucking cool. And I have been way too happy about how easy they've made my life. So check that out. And you guys have a good day.